Don't lie to him. Freely admit that I am prejudiced against timeshares. My definition of timeshare is prepaid vacations. And uh, last year, the average uh, timeshare sold for about $20,000. If you're a salesperson, this is something you want to tap into. Biggest thing with objections? For timeshare, all you hear is a bunch of negative things. And they were persuasive and they kept pushing us and pushing us and, and we'd say no and they'd say something else. Oh, you have your way. Let's see. I you asked. Been, you been working on that intro, man? Because it was pretty good. Yeah. Everything nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> off the top of the head. For man. sure. But um, I, I reached out to a few different um, new people and I asked them to send me 10 questions that they have about the industry. Okay. I didn't get it yet. So if y'all watching and y'all have some questions y'all want to know about the industry, please shoot it to us. We want to know how you feel or things you might want to know or how to be better, how to get out, how to level up. Because mm-hmm. there's different type of people in this game. You know what I'm saying? You have people who just started, who are just trying to figure it out. You have people who've been in the game a little bit longer there, like in the middle, but they want to get up here. Mm-hmm. And then you got people that's up here that's just comfortable where they are, but they're always trying to break or set records or break records. You know what I'm saying? So. We we deal with a variety of different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let's see what they say when they when they, they hit us up. Word. Where's that thing I had? Podcast. I gotta hit up um oh shit. You know what? Another thing I will add to that too, going back to uh, the the family's taking the presentation. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just don't click with everybody. You know, some people that you come across in life, it's just they just rub you the wrong way. You know, you don't like the way they looked at you. You don't like the way they opened the door. You thought somebody said a smart comment. You maybe someone's looking at your wife or looking at your husband or something. You know, so. So sometimes, because I've had families tell me, wow, out of the six presentations I've, I've taken, you're the only person, <laughs> you know, like you, you're the only person out of the, all the other people that I've ever met is the reason why I'm purchasing. And you just think about it and it's like, wow, you went through six, seven other sales reps that couldn't get the job done, you know, but for whatever reason, you were able to purchase from me because you're saying I was the determining factor of why, you know, you're getting involved. So sometimes... You know, um, you know, the families just don't click with 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 the sales rep. And as a sales rep, it's your job to somewhat become a chameleon. Right. You got to be able to blend in with the people. You know, I mean, there's been times where I've been on a table with a family from, let's just say, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. And we have nothing in common, (laughs) you know, nothing in common. You know, things that I like, they hate. You know, the things that they like to do, I've never done in my life. Correct. So, you know, and I have to find, oh, man, okay, what's my angle? We have to find something, you know. Um, but that's our job, though. You know, that's our job. They say people buy from people they like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. But as a salesperson, our job is to connect with them, right? They have a thing called um, commonality. And mm-hmm. we have to find commonality. And when you have a person that is from somewhere that you, you know what I mean? Like, I've had, I've been people like that raised bees. 
Like I've wow. never met B razors. I think I've heard of that before, actually. It's just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's but the thing. Somehow I connected. You know what I'm saying? Only because I was intrigued. When you in, people like to talk about themselves, right? Absolutely. You hit it right there on the nose. When you're more interested in them, when you when you take the sale and you just forget about this, push the sale to the to the side and just be intrigued, you know, yeah. with, with everything that oh wow, really? How'd that happen? When did that happen? Who were you with when that happened? Who did you call when that happened? What was going through your mind when that happened? You know what I'm saying? When you really intrigued in what they're saying, oh man, that's yeah. that's that's the that's they open up. Yeah. And they love sure. you. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely um people buy from people they like. Now, there are definitely times where you may not connect with someone, but I think that you still have to focus on the end game. The end game is to sell them something. You know what I'm saying? There are people that not like you because of how you look, you know, or how you dress. I've had people get upset with, with the manager I brought to the table. You know what I'm saying? Because he was dressed in name brand clothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just random nonsense. But, um, you know, like I tell people, if they say no, you're not saying no to me. You say no to your family. Yeah, absolutely. This is not about me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But truth be told, most people buy people they like, and um, our job as professionals is to connect with the families and then find the right product for them. You know what I'm saying. So if you're in sales, you know, look at yourself like the doctor. You know what I mean. You your discovery is like finding out the symptoms, and the, the ownership that you give them is you providing you know the right treatment or the right was what's the word I'm looking for prescription. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what it is. But it happens every day when people don't connect. For sure. What were you about to pull up that? Oh yeah. Well, I'm still waiting on a few to get back to me. But okay. Um, one of the questions that I want to talk about, I want to. I know somebody laughed at it. I said, "This is for the ladies. Can beauty save your job?" Mm. <laughs> I only say that because there are times where people go into a training and think like women, if I'm attractive, I could, I could, you know, swing that around the air and maybe I can get through this test or through this or maybe on the sales floor. But that works on the sales floor from time to time. I don't think so. I mean, in my opinion, they think it works. Mm -hmm. You may get a conversation with a higher up or somebody. Whatever, right? But in my opinion, at the end of the day, it's about numbers. Absolutely. If the numbers ain't right, if you're not closing, you gotta go. Oh, you gotta go for sure. If the you numbers are not right, you gotta go. Cause the eye candy don't don't keep the lights on. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, so like if I if I if I become a friend with somebody, I couldn't say that in an in that way, mm-hmm. but I tell them like, you know, focus because the numbers is where it's at. And they don't care. And when I say they, I mean the industry. The industry don't care if you wrote a million dollars in sales last year, right? Mm-hmm. They don't even care if you did that, you know, two, three months ago. It's what are you doing for me right now? What are your numbers looking like right now? Mm-hmm. You know? And if they're not where they need to be, then you got to go. Yeah. Are you going to have a conversation? I mean, some companies have a. Not say like a warning, but like a probation or like a yeah, like a I don't know evaluation. Yeah, 
you know, where I was at, they call it a, a ride. Like you would ride along. They would do like a try to help you see where you slacking, where you lacking, because you know what happens? People forget the basics after you get comfortable or whatever. Sometimes you forget the basics of what you learn. You know what I'm saying? This whole sales thing has a process. You know what I'm saying? And every company may call it different things, but at the end of the day, it's it's in steps, right? Create create some type of trust with the family, connect commonality we talked about. Um, identify a reason why they should purchase or why they need the product, right? Talk about how the product can help them out or change their lives or be a benefit to them mm -hmm. and then why they got to do it today mm -hmm. and then you got to be strong enough to you know to close mm -hmm. you know what I mean so a lot of times like if we're doing like a training we're gonna we talk about having a certain amount of closes in your back pocket mm -hmm. but this this game takes tenacity and um, like like I was saying before tough skin you know tough skin so just for my ladies I need y'all to be tough furious <laughs> you know what i'm saying most of them are though most i mean i know a lot of companies the top writers are women you know what i mean yes of but course. they also are strong outgoing you know and i think anybody can get there for one it just takes time the reason why it takes time is because it's gonna have to take experience you're gonna have to go through some no's i mean i think my first deal i think i had to go through at least 15 to 20 tours before I would say more like 20 tours before I actually got my first deal. And, you know, once I got the first one, it kind of clicked for me and I was like, okay, but you know, it, it takes, I had to go through that to learn. Okay. This is not working. Okay. Why did I, I should have said this. Oh man. Why didn't I say this? Oh man. This person said the same thing that person said that that person said last week. And then all of a sudden you just go through those experiences and then you learn, okay, well, let me make sure to say this next time this happens. All right. Let me make sure I say this before they say this. So that way they don't say that. So, Absolutely. and it gets you, it gets you, it gets that tough skin. You know, you be, kind of build that tough skin over time. You, I believe that every, every tour you learn whether they buy or not. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think I went through maybe eight before I got a deal. My first, when I first started, maybe mm -hmm. like eight tours before I got a deal. And even when I got that deal, I didn't even know how and why I got the deal. That's true. I'm, 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 <laughs> That's true. The first one, you never know what's going on. Yeah. You're like, what? You buying? Yeah. <laughs> so I, the lady, um, we're still friends to this day. Oh, wow. That's the, that's the beauty about business, that you can keep in touch with people. But um, she said to me, I'll only buy it if it's free. Mm. And I said, well, let me go find you free. Knowing damn well, we have it for free. But when the uh, manager, we call them TOs, right? When the, and TO stands for takeover. When the manager came to the table, he identified um, a way to give her a better product and it was gonna be the same money that she was about to spend anyway and just in the way her ownership was so it came out to be free at the end of the day oh wow yeah so it was, <laughs> it was, it was a good look but one thing i could say if you're new you should journal i wish i could find my original ipad when i started i journaled my first 10 tours and i could tell you right now if i could see those people again today they, they'd be buying Oh, for sure. Because at that point, I didn't know how to overcome the objections. I didn't know the right product to help them out with. You know what I'm saying? But journaling 
helps you because when you see an objection that you may have let slide, you're going to practice on how to overcome it again if it ever comes up. So no one can run that back on you or, or at least you have the ammunition mm-hmm. to to overcome that objection. Mm-hmm. So that's why journaling is good. So if you're just getting busy, just start and maybe consider like after when you get home, write down the details of it, whether they buy or not. Yeah. Write down why they bought or why they didn't buy. Because you can always either repeat what you did or what you illustrated or what you emphasized on the most. You know what I'm saying? And for the ones that you didn't get, then you'll be prepared for if somebody comes with that same objection. Do you think someone should always be working or tweaking on their presentation? Or do you think once you have your presentation set, just keep it like that and never change it? I think you need the person needs to stay up to date, relevant, um, be prepared to tweak it if necessary. But if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. But you also want to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like you may get, in my opinion, you may get the basics out of however you start, but you may be able to convey a message or illustration better when you create it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like all my crypto people when crypto was up 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 for sure and, and picture you, takers, picture takers. <laughs> <For> <laughs> when, sure. when you were when when they were illustrating how you know buying in now how the values went up and now people were in a good position i guess you can illustrate the the of value right mm-hmm. getting in now so i don't know points like that because I, I never sold points but i could assume that points go up Mm-hmm. And the cost of points go up. So if you bought them now, why, before they go up, you'll be in a good position. Oh, absolutely. So I think that if you continue to come up with ways to convey the message that's tweaking your presentation so you can relate to different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I if I get somebody from where I'm from, I may use a different illustration to express to them how this works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I get another family that's educated in another field, I may have a different illustration. Like I... I remember uh, using an adjustable rate mortgage versus a fixed rate mortgage to a family. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the language that worked for them. Mm-hmm. So they knew that adjustable rate mortgage goes up gradually, just like the cost of rent in hotels, mm-hmm. versus a fixed rate that's going to stay level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what ownership was for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that you should tweak it, not saying to change it, but be prepared to, you know, add your spice yeah 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 whenever need be you know you gotta have something in your bag at all times <laughs> just in case because you never know what type of family you're gonna get yeah you never know i mean i've had you know i've had families that like to curse in the in every sentence you yeah. know what i'm saying and if you want to mirror that you know you gotta adjust yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure yeah, and the next presentation is the pastor <laughs> yeah I, i've had the pastors do, do you think pastors buy you know what? I've sold some pastors before. I same, have. I same, have. I've had some pastors lie to me too now, but I, <laughs> I've I sold have some. too. I had my share. But yeah, I've, I've had pastors buy and I have pastors lie. Yeah. Facts. That's funny. Let me ask you this. Um, so, at what point in the presentation do you realize 
okay, this is a deal. When do you realize you have a deal when I guess you do realize it? At what point of the presentation are you in when you say, oh, okay, this is a deal? And then not only that, when can you recognize it? When can you, what has to happen for you to say, oh yeah, this is a deal right here? Well, I want everyone out there to always imagine that everything is a deal. Mm. It has to be a deal in here first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The minute I get them, it's a deal. Mm, preach. It's a deal. It's a deal. It's, what else is it supposed to be? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say it's a bullet, it's going to be a bullet. If you say it's a bad tour, it's going to be a bad tour. So the first thing I want to do is just manifest that this is a deal. Mm-hmm. I just got to figure out how I'm getting to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The peak steak, they call it. You know, how yeah. your peak steak, right? Being yeah, peak steak. So, but usually I'll know it's a deal or I'll feel that it's a deal. One, personally, me, I get a little chill. I think of a symbol like, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. this is a deal. But um, my trial closed when I asked them, you know, if this was 100% affordable, would you own it today? And I'll say something like, well, what's 100% affordable to you? And I'll try to get that commitment. You know, and if I say, listen, so you tell, I don't think I have anything for that, but if you tell me if I can get it for that, you'd become my owner today. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let me get the credit card and ID. Let me see what I could do. Mm-hmm. If they give it to me, I can feel. Now, don't get me wrong. People will give up the credit card and ID, and then when the drop comes, they back out. Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. We've all had that. Mm-hmm. But I think I feel it's a deal when I ask those small confirmation questions about purchasing, and they, they agree with me. They say, listen, you got us as long as it's affordable. Like, when they say stuff like that, I know. You know it's a deal. I know it's a deal. You know what I'm saying? I just got to find the right product for them. So you just mentioned something to me that I found out in the tantra industry to be extremely bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) So um, do you know that there's agents out there that have probably taken 20, 30, 40 tours and for whatever reason have not asked for the credit card? Like it's it's something about an agent doing a full two-hour presentation but never asking for the credit card, which is weird to me. Well, you know, every resort is maybe different. Maybe they're not supposed to. Maybe the manager comes in and does that part. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't, but the resort that I worked at, I mean, that's one of the things that they make you strong with is asking for the for the card or asking for the purchase, asking for the order, as mm-hmm. some, some salespeople would say. Um, but it could be a different setup. Where they, you know, their job is to just do this and then bring in their guy or whatever. Yeah, but when you do this and then bring in the guy or the girl, aren't you or isn't that rep putting, um, you know, their money into the hands or the responsibilities of someone else? Like, if this is your money, go out and get your money. Ask for your own credit card. You know, don't let a T.O. go. Because then what happens if the T.O. is unsuccessful at getting the credit card? Who's to blame? Correct. Yeah, I mean, if you guys... I mean, are, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if, if are there anybody out there that that, that um, doesn't ask for the card? Just do your presentation and then bring your manager or something like that to the table? I don't know. But um, where I worked at, they, you know, it's part of this, the, the sequence. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's ask them to purchase, you know? Um, I just think that 
The one thing, so when you said something that was bizarre, what I was going to say that was bizarre, was interesting <laughs> and bizarre, just to be, you know what I'm saying, transparent, is the drop. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, why I don't like to go shopping for cars, I don't want to deal with back and forth and wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. Tell me the price, and that's the price, that's the price, mm-hmm. right? But from back in the day, to my understanding, the sticker price is padded and it is room. And you know what I'm saying? You just never know when a person is where they can be. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like car shopping. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a friend of mine that used to be a salesperson and he'll tell me, I take Joram. Okay. You know, Joram. <laughs> I had a buddy named Joram. Shout out to Joram. Shout out to Joram. Um, and he would say, nah, nah, bro, this is what you got to do. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know what I'm saying? So I think that the only thing, now, now maybe not all, not all resorts have drops. Because I know that there's some resorts where the price is the price. What's the drop for, for people that don't know what a drop is? So a drop is a reduction of the price. So just it's like if I tell you something is $10, knowing damn well I could sell it to you for 6 I want you to tell me, no, I can't do it for 10 But if it was 6 I'd do it. And then if I come and give it to you for 6 bucks, you can't back out. Because you told me you do this for six, something like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, I, some resorts don't. Some resorts um, don't have a drop, but the ones that I worked at had a drop. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing about the industry that I think is what you're saying. Because the 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 family knows the drop is coming. No, the tour knows the drop is coming. They don't. If you did a good job. If you did a good job, the family would not know that there's a drop. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you create enough value mm-hmm. and you say this is the cost, then uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And respectfully, there are a lot of results where there is no drop. It's the price of the price. Either you could afford it or you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. For you, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's lights is getting turned on if you don't purchase. If it's not for you, it's not for you. I get it. Mm-hmm. But there are there are some resorts that that have a drop, and you know one thing I don't think that you want to lose is, is credibility. Credibility. Yeah. yeah somebody yeah, says, yeah. "Well, damn, if you could did it for that, why you show me that first? Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. What I'm has the family ever said that to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And how do you respond to something like that? Well, what I was showing you before was a different package, of course, because that's not affordable to you. We changed it to this. Got you. You see what I'm saying? Because not for nothing. <clears throat> If I show you a hundred grand and you you take the hundred grand, I will find you something for a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if I show you a hundred grand and you like, Rich, we like it, but we can only do this, then I'm going to see what I can do and then the product is going to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Is there a maximum amount of uh, timeshare that you can purchase? I mean, like, is there a limit to what you can purchase? No limit. No limit. No limit. There's a dude, I know a dude that bought, I don't know him personally, but I've seen a guy spend like $1.4 million. On a timeshare. On timeshare. On ownership. On vacation ownership. On <laughs> vacation ownership, absolutely. Obviously, he had a goal. Okay. And if you have the means to do it, why not? Well, some people want to live on the resort. I've had people say, hey, I don't want just a one week or two weeks. I, I want to live here on the resort. I want a whole year. I mean, why not? We have, we have, we live in a vacation home industry we live in a resort style living state should i say right you have margaritaville you got story lake you know what i'm saying we have all these vacation homes that people say 
We want to live on a like every new like I don't know if you guys have never been to Florida. In Florida, majority of our homes in the um, in the vacation area, right, Kissimmee, they're building these places that they call resorts that I live in. They have water parks, lazy rivers, cabanas, summer kitchens. Like it looks like a resort. They're mimicking a resort. And some people say, well, instead of buying the house and have to deal with the overhead and all that, I'd rather just buy the timeshare. Yeah. And guess what? I don't have to stay here if I don't want to stay here. If I want to stay in Hawaii next week, that's what I'll do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to St. Croix. That's what I'll do. Yeah. So if they, if they have the means, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. You just If you just got to be ready as an individual to sell that firmly. Mm-hmm. If you don't show them the big number or the biggest unit, how would they ever know they could buy it? So I'm glad you made that point. I had, uh, I learned something in the timeshare industry when I was there. They, at the time, uh, they asked me, Dylan, have you ever sold a $100,000 package before? I said, no. They said, have you ever asked someone to purchase a $100,000 package before? I said, no. <laughs> so, you know, that to, to prove the point, you, you know, you got to build the value if you build the value you know and they think it's 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 worth what you're saying it is then they'll spend the money for 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 the product absolutely I mean, i'll never forget one time i had a pastor the pastor shout out to mr scott <laughs> hundred thousand on the table and i'm just waiting for him to tell me like you know um nah nah it's not affordable if it was this but he didn't budge. And we sat there. And he's, instead of figuring out the money, he's figuring out how many people he could fit in his unit. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and I'm like, come on. Like, it's 4 o'clock. If, if, if y'all don't know the industry, we get out of here by 2 o'clock. I'm sitting there at the tables, 4 o'clock. He's still like, and I'm ready to do the drop, bro. I'm ready. Because I, I got room to drop. I could drop another 15. He don't budge. He's still calculating. They, they think about the wrong stuff. You know what I'm saying? They, they want to do a family reunion. They count how many friends and family. So I'm doing my... So long story short, um, I kind of had to force it on him. Like, he had another unit that I could have upgraded that I, I didn't talk about to try to move the ball forward. I'm like, yo, listen. If we could take back the one you got and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, that I'll do. Let's do it right now. You know what I'm saying? But then he tells me, I wasn't, we only dropped it. It was like, it went from 99 to 79. Mm-hmm. But he said, I wasn't mad at the 99. And I was like, damn. Mm. But I was ready to go. So you're saying you left meat on the bone? You left food on the table? Yeah, impatience left meat on the bone. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. A lot of reps leave uh, meat on the bone. I mean, especially when I started off early, I left a lot of meat on the bone, you know. And the thing about leaving meat on the bone is that a family will spend uh, $10,000, $20,000 with you and then come back a year later and spend thirty, forty, fifty, $60,000, $80,000 with the next rep. You know, the same family that you had and you could have sold that. Hopefully you work at a resort that lets you see the families that you sold. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. That's you know that's pretty cool, actually. Some resorts let you see that owner when they come back, and then you be the one to deal with them. But um, yeah, happens. Not for nothing. I'll, one more. 
I had a family. I sold them. We get to what we call deeding, which is like where you do your closing. And they're like looking at each other. It's like, should we tell them? Yeah, sh should we tell them? Tell them. You want to tell them? Tell them. I'm like, tell me. I'm thinking they about to, you know, say we don't want to do it or whatever. They're like, yeah, man, we won the lottery last week. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's <laughs> crazy. That sucked, you know what I'm saying? That's funny. Now, I, remember, I remember the deal. I was going for like a big deal. It wasn't like a big deal. Uh, maybe I was going for like the 80. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, they were indecisive because this guy had a company and he wanted to, he was in, in between. And I ended up telling him, let me sell you this one bedroom just to lock it in. So instead of spending 80, he spent 20. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then they told me they won a lot. I'm like, damn. Mm. I got them on the way back. Mm. They bought more. Mm. But yeah. So in closing, let's see this. Let me hit y'all with this. Whether you're out there <laughs> and you're trying to figure out should you go big, you don't judge these people as if they have your power. Yeah. Think big and ask for the money. You'll never see them again. Just ask for it. And if they say no, offer them something else. Big money, big paychecks. Big money, big paychecks. Go for it. Take your bread and stash it. All right. You're listening to Sold in 60, my boy Big D, Richie Rich. Sold in 60. Until next time, we talk to y'all. Follow us, tag us, share this. I knew that was going to happen. Boom, 30. That's, that's like 30. <laughs>